Hey, yo, peace. What's going on? This is Razzcast giving a major shout to the Sober's Dope podcast community. And I just want to tell everybody, you know, who's struggling with drugs and alcohol to don't try to do it forever. Do it one day at a time. And uh, much love. Again, sober is dope. That's the real dope. Peace. Testing, testing. They said we couldn't be great. They said you could never get sober. We was doubted. We doubted ourselves. We gave up. But at some point we had to forgive ourselves and dig deep. And from that forgiveness came greatness. Here's the reckoning. The reckoning of fear. And the transcendence of love. The year of elevation. No more fear, no more sadness, no more giving up on ourselves. Friends and family, welcome to Sober is Dope. Let's get it, no fear, just love. Let's get it, no fear, just love. Let's get it, I promise. Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. I'm really excited to announce that we have sold 500 books within our first 30 days. Now, this is extremely important because it's not about the sales or anything like that. It's about the amount of the impact. 500 people have a tool that they could use now in their recovery journey that I think is extremely unique. One, um, the Sober's Dope book has really powerful prayers, and I'm talking about powerful. One of the most powerful reverends and retired Catholic priests in our country who happens to be my older brother, has blessed these prayers and put anointing on them. They come with spiritual power. We understand the darkness of addiction in our family. We understand spiritual warfare. We understand that sometimes a person, whether they believe in God or not, needs to throw a Hail Mary like I did. All right. Um, So that's the first part. The other part is my testimony and my my process. Um, 500 people are holding this book now and now they could they're able to duplicate my process, my psychology, my mindset and how I maintain this um, sober enthusiasm and vitality this um, for over a decade. Right. Um, It seems like yesterday, but I'm really proud to have um, come this far. Also, I know you always hear me talk about this, but I'm telling you the transformative powers of these affirmations in this book are endless. Like this is something, these are tools that you can use every day of the week. You have a brand new meditation you can reflect on, a brand new affirmation you can reflect on, prayers to help you get into alignment, Science to help you understand why these techniques and these tools and these approaches work, you know, brain science, neuroscience, um, you know, different things that that creates this thought provoking process in the reader. So I'm really excited. But today what I want to do is go through my favorite part of the book is pop top 100 tools for transformation. And I want to go through like a few random tools and talk about why I put them in a book and how you can apply these in your life. So let's go through it again. If you can open up the sober dope book to any random page and it's going to be something that you could use. So 
I just opened it up to page 23. So I'm going to read this just to prove my point. Steps to healing and deliverance. But thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible be delivered. God wants to heal you and make you whole. However, there are a few steps you need to take if you're going to experience God deliverance from drugs, alcohol, and other addictions. Repent, pray, forgive yourself, maintain faith, and know that you deserve healing. I love that. All right. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys. The One of the biggest obstacles I had to get over in my recovery from addiction was forgiving myself and really, really praying to God for the miracle of allowing the people that I love the most to forgive me. I really was emotion. It was a really emotional process. I really needed specific people that meant the world to me that I knew I hurt to really just, I, I was praying that my transformation that I did for me, cause you have to get sober for yourself, but you also could get sober as you get sober for yourself. You also do it with the intention of restoring love and, and and grace back into your relationships. And so forgiveness and repentance and stuff was really important. It's not about church and all of that. When you think about the concept of repentance, that's like you really going into yourself and saying, I really made, did some bad things. I really made some horrible mistakes. And I really want to get to a place where I'm spiritually clean and delivered from those mistakes, where my, my conscience is clear. My psyche is clear. My, my, my memory is clear. So when you recall those things, it's not going to take you back to that painful place. It could be as if you're looking at it from a different perspective and saying, yes, but I have been delivered from that. And we need that as humans, no matter how much you could think you were independent, how much, I don't care who you are. There's someone in your life that you love enough where you care about how they perceive you and how you made them feel. So that was really important for me. Like, you know, but first it was like, it was important for me to love myself and forgive myself and live and cut myself some slack, right? It was also important for me to be able to look those people that I knew were good people that didn't deserve my bull crap. I was able to, I w- it was important for me to look them in the eyes and say, I'm sorry and I love you. And every 99% of those people today are, we're on good terms. There was one person in my life that probably meant the most to me. He was like a father figure to me and one of my relatives that just couldn't get there with me. But I think that was more about him and less about me. But I still made attempts to make amends and to say sorry, but to no avail, it didn't work. But for everyone else, it did. And I made peace with that part of it. So you have to make peace where making amends and asking for forgiveness goes wrong and someone doesn't extend that level of compassion and mercy and accepts your uh, apology, uh, you have to be able to say, okay, well, I tried. I love them. I'll pray for them. And it's okay for you to move on without holding on to that baggage. That's where the forgiving yourself comes from. That part where you have to forgive yourself. You don't need to hold on to the baggage. If another person can't be spiritually mature enough to uh, to let that part of the past go, then it's okay because they deserve their pain, but they have to live with that. Now you did what you did. And as long as it came from a, 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 a honest place, cause true repentance comes from a place where you ask for forgiveness from God or higher power. You seek forgiveness from those that you hurt, but you can't ask for forgiveness or seek forgiveness unless you truly r- are prepared to never make that mistake or cause harm in that way again. So you have to be, it's a two-step process. You can't say, well, uh, please forgive me for cursing you out at your wedding party and throwing a drink in your face for no reason because I was drunk, right? 
You can't ask for forgiveness unless you know in your heart you never intend to put yourself in that predicament again and do that again. So you're asking for forgiveness with the, and you're qualifying it with I'm reformed. I change. I realize I was wrong. I take accountability and I never, ever, ever would do anything horrible like that again. And I would never put myself in a state of consciousness that would allow me to do something like that again. And to do that, that's called sobriety and recovery, right? You can't make somebody a promise that you're not going to hurt them when you was like you did when you was in your addiction, then go back to your addiction because you run the risk of hurting them again. And you're going to keep, you can't, we can't go around in life hurting people because we're hurt. When they say hurt people, hurt people, that's one of the most brilliant things I ever heard. So that's my little talk on repentance. And that's from the Sober's Dope Book, page 23. Now let's get back to the episode and we're going to pick some random tips from Pop Buchanan's Top 100 tools for healing and recovery so we have a hundred tips so i'm gonna go to a random number tip number 42 right this is tip number 42 we're gonna random we're gonna do random don't try to live up to anyone's expectation of you don't try to live up to anyone's expectation of you so what does that mean all right in recovery in addiction or just being a normal human being where we grow up in environments where we seek approval from people that we admire, people that we look up to and people that we love, usually our parents or our guardian or older sibling or a friend, someone that you look up to, you kind of live through that expectation of how they, how they may want you to be or how they think you should be. The problem with that, now here's the problem with that. When you're going through life trying to heal yourself and you're trying to do the right thing for yourself, it's not healthy to conduct yourself in a way that's based on someone else's expectation. Because the moment you can't fulfill that expectation, that person has some problem with you. That means you're relinquishing part of your power to someone else, right? You have to be be comfortable with yourself and you have to live up to your own expectation of yourself and be flexible because we change, right? I know there's general expectations from the people that we love. Be a good person. Be able to provide. You know, be a hard worker. Don't go around being an a-hole. Do the right thing. That's not what I'm talking about. Those basic expectations, being a good human being, providing, being. But it's like if everyone in your household expects you to be a doctor and you want to go be a, uh, a ski instructor because you're passionate about skiing, you can't live with the regret that you're not living up to their expectations. It's unhealthy. It creates mental health issues. It creates unhealthy regret, toxic ruminations. It also uh, affects your self-image and how you look at yourself. And now you're seeking someone else's approval just to make sure you're feeling centered. And that's not right. You need to seek your own approval um, because God doesn't even require you to do all of that, right? God gives you some guidelines, the basic stuff, follow the Ten Commandments, don't kill people, don't don't try to cheat, don't, you know, all these basic things, don't lie, don't steal. Um, but God is not going to look at you any different if you are not successful in life, if you didn't get that promotion, if you didn't go follow that career plan, if you didn't go do God, God just wants you to be the best person you can be for yourself and for the people around you. And God requires you to be a good person that follows his word. And that, and that's, that's just a good person to try your best to be better than you was yesterday, to forgive your fellow person, to love and to turn the other cheek once in a while. And just to do the right thing. God does it. The, the, what God requires from us is so simple. that sometimes we have to get out of our own way. So pop pops, top 100 tools. Um, Yes, do not try to live up to someone else's expectation of you. 
be your own make your own expectation for yourself and be flexible when you fall short of those goals and those expectations i'm not saying not hold yourself in the high regards not i'm not saying don't hold just don't don't challenge yourself i'm just saying don't beat yourself up and don't come from an unhealthy place where you know, you're not really doing what you're supposed to be doing for yourself because that's how we get in trouble. I'm telling you now, that's how we all get in trouble. All right. All right. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go again. Let's pick another tip. All right. 18 pops top 100 tools for healing and recovery. 18. I attract opportunity into my life. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. That's 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 an, that's one of the abundance affirmations. I skipped the page. Hold on. My bad. That's one of the affirmations. We should talk about that, though. I like that. So in the Sober's Dope book, we have these affirmations that focus on abundance in your life. Because I'm telling you right now, if you're part of the Sober's Dope family, we are not getting into recovery so we could be meek and humble. We getting in recovery so we can activate our superpowers, dust off our dreams, and aim for the moon. Because I want everyone in recovery to know you successful to be successful because we most likely all hit some type of rock bottom it was a psychological rock bottom emotional rock bottom um spiritual rock bottom physical rock bottom mental rock bottom relational rock bottom right we hit these multiple rock bottoms over the years and i know how i felt and i know if i felt like this then you could relate to this i really felt so broken and messed up and i thought so poorly in myself i was so disappointed i felt like oh my god i'm in my 30s now and i'm just like homeless and i lost all i lost my house i lost my uh, i can't find my girlfriend i lost my other girlfriend I, I don't i don't know my mom's not talking to me i don't have i lost my savings i, I don't know all my furniture burnt down i don't have nothing in my name i barely have a I, I don't know i don't even have a phone all my friends is on facebook they're executives they're doing this and that i went from making twenty thousand dollars a month to panhandling on the street this is the stuff that's going through my head but i'm not saying it out loud i'm just i'm just like echo is echoing through my whole entire being this reality that i'm not where i supposed to be i was at such a deficit of abundance I was only abundant in darkness. I was abundant in addiction. I was abundant in despair and depression and broken and, and being broken, broken, having a broken heart. I was abundant in heartbreak. Okay. So now that I find my recovery, what do I want to do? Now the goal is in recovery. To say, I want to reverse that. I want to aim for the moon and the aim for the sun, aim for the stars. I deserve abundance. So say it with me, you deserve abundance. So we have a certain small section of the book that focuses on reframing rock bottom, re reframing limiting beliefs and limited mindsets, and kind of reinforcing the fact that it's okay to be amazing in your recovery it's okay to be abundant in your recovery and it's okay to go out there and get it i want all of us to be multi-millionaires and it doesn't have to be financially you could be a millionaire in spirit you could be a millionaire in thought a millionaire in effort but don't settle i don't want you to feel like you have to settle i mean i forget this guy's name but I will double back somehow and, and, and do the research. But there's a man that I see on YouTube a lot. This guy went from rock bottom and started a juice company and now he's a billionaire. And I mean, he did this in a matter of, I think, like a decade or something. He went from absolute drug rock bottom to becoming a billionaire from selling juices. So this is what I'm trying to explain to you. If you had the the discipline and the courage to find and activate recovery in your life and to live this sober, clean and sober life. 
then you have a natural superpower where you could take that same discipline and duplicate it into your work life. You could take that same discipline and duplicate it into your creativity. Like I talk about a lot, creativity tames the beast, not busy, because you could be busy doing nothing. You could be busy plotting to get drunk and high again, or you could be busy by being creative and being creative and activating your calling. What did God create you to do? How do you determine what God created you to do? What do you love doing? What do you do for free? What do you feel good? It's like for some people like me, once I start talking, I can't stop. So it's appropriate to do a podcast, right? I'm a writer, so it's appropriate to write. I do music. I love rhythm. I love sound. I love, so it's appropriate to do music. But that's that's just not it. That's just a small dimension of who Joseph Pop Buchanan is. There's other things in my life I love to do. I love business. So I want to really dust up on my business where I, I, I come from real estate. I want to get back into buying real estate and investing. I want to become, maybe I could become a multi billionaire investor. Maybe I could build skyscrapers and malls and schools and hospitals. You know, who tells me I can't? Why, you know, some, you, you have people saying, hey, I want to buy one or two family house. Why don't we say to ourselves, why don't we buy a strip mall? What's the difference from buying a, a two-family home and a strip mall? It's just I, you have to aim bigger, aim higher. That's all. So that's what the uh, the in the Sober's Dope book, the abundant affirmations are about. Now, listen, there's a lot of science in the book to back up why I'm talking about affirmations and stuff, but it doesn't really matter. What matters to me is that I was doing this before I knew what the science was. I had to kind of like backtrack and study the efficacy of it because I felt like if I was going to recommend my process to you i had to see and check is there any science behind this because i really do these things and it works for me now you're gonna have some people that say affirmations absolutely don't work you can't say you happy all day and you be upset that's not what we're talking about we're talking about getting up every day taking one affirmation and setting that mood for the day and memorizing it and saying, this is what I'm doing today. This is who I am. I must repeat this every time I have some self-doubt. Every time a thought comes into my head that tells me I'm not amazing. Every time a thought comes in my head and tells me I can't do this. Or every time a fear-based thought peers through my mind, I'm going to open up this book and I'm going to find an affirmation. I'm going to repeat it. Every time I have a slippery thought, I'm going to open up this book. I'm going to find a prayer and I'm going to read it. Every time I'm, I doubt myself, I'm going to read Pop's affirmations. I'm going to read Pop's testimony because I do that. Every time I have some type of negative thought, I remind myself, you're amazing. You was put here by God to do great things. Any thought that comes into your mind that's contrary to that is a lie. The devil is a lie. My mind's playing, trying to play tricks on me because my mind wants me to be in that proverbial cave running from that imaginary saber-toothed tiger. There's no damn tiger. I don't. There's no dinosaur trying to chase me. There's no one trying to hurt me. It's me versus me, and I love myself enough to win today. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to listen to anything that's less than glorious. I'm not having it. I could do, I can do the impossible as long as I will, right? That's my song. I can't do the impossible as long as I will. So I leave all my proceeds to my seeds and my will. I can let life live or leave through my will. I can't 180, 180, 360 to will. I can't do the impossible as long as I will. Able to leave the seeds to my seeds and my will. I can let life live or leave through my will. I can't 180, 180, 360 to will, right? Shout out to my brother who wrote that um, hook, man. But listen, that's what I'm talking about. You can do the impossible as long as you will. And that's one of that's what this is about, right? We are a sacred group of people in recovery. We are sacred. I'm telling you, no one understands it unless they're one of us. So we're all we got. So I'm telling you, a large part of our addiction was from the negative thoughts that we consumed, the, the shit that we was telling ourselves, the negative mind chatter, the fear-based thoughts, what they thought about you, what the world was thinking about you. You was so consumed. We were so consumed in what everyone else was thinking about us and that we just gave up at some point and just said, we're going to numb ourselves. But I had to teach you guys, numbing is not healing. 
You cannot numb yourself and at the same time be healing. You have to confront what you are afraid of. And that takes courage and that takes will. So you can do the impossible as long as you will. And that's what I'm talking about here. This is a sacred, this is sacred thing. These are, these are pri primordial concepts, man. These are concepts that superseded our existence. It's like nature has these concepts, you know, the, nothing's going to stop the wind from being wind. Nothing's going to stop the sun from being the sun. The sun is going to wake up. It's not, not, there's no force in nature that's going to discourage the sun and is not going to shine today because it, it, it was a, a little bit frustrated and ashamed and got a little embarrassed because the moon's sore. It doesn't work like that. Nature respects the laws. We have to respect the law that we are children of something that's miraculous that made us. We are children. We are intrinsically miraculous, whether you don't believe anything made you or not. Just being an autonomous being that breathes in oxygen and breathes out carbon monoxide and could create another version of itself and that can sleep and then dream and go to different places and create and build and give life and help and do all of this amazing things intrinsically you have godlike qualities so even if you don't believe in god you are intrinsically in the image and likeness of something that is great so you have to live up to that and there's not enough people speaking to the psychology of the former addict or the current addict and the person in recovery, letting us know no matter what you are amazing, anything else is just moot. It's a moot point because you don't have to settle for any low vibrational idea of what you really are. You are amazing. You are great. And that's that. All right. So. With that out the way, let's get back to Pop's Top 100. All right. 58, Pop Top 100 Tools for Healing and Recovery. Tip tool 58. It's okay to Netflix and chillax. All right. So you had these motivational speakers out there telling you, oh, don't watch TV. Oh, don't do this because you have to do all this. You have to wake up three o'clock in the morning to be a successful CEO. You can't, you got to read a thousand books a week. And all right, there's some value there, right? I do understand that if you're running a big corporation and you want to get ahead of the day, you have to be up, right? We're not, we don't have seven, 70,000 employees under our belt. So I don't think you have to get up at three o'clock in the morning. And I don't think you have to deprive yourself of television because to, 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 to manifest your dreams and to become a mogul, right? Why am I saying it's okay to Netflix and chillax? It's about our mental health. I unplug sometimes get off social media, put on a really good movie. Think, you know how to be productive when you watch a movie, have a notepad. Say, I'm going to sit down, watch this movie and I'm going to take notes ideas that I like. I'm going to take notes of what someone's wearing. Why did the director say that? My favorite part. What was compelling? Did they say a word that you never heard? Maybe you could look it up later. Try to figure out the scenery. There's a lot of ways you could use watching TV or Netflix or any streaming service, you know, I specifically love Hulu, but I'm also a Netflix head. I'm also HBO Max head. I have a crazy bill every month because I have like a thousand. Well, my, my girl has a crazy bill because she, 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 she orders everything from Paramount. Long story short, this, it's a form of mindfulness. If you could, if you're going through a stressful point and you're like, you know what? I'm decompressing. I'm going to make me a nice snack. I'm going to binge watch some stuff, but I'm, it's my, Mindfulness. While I'm doing this, your subconscious mind is working on that problem. While you're occupying yourself with something joyful and that's stress-free, you're putting yourself into a rest and digest state. So you're not, you're, those stress hormones are going away. Now, when those stress hormones calm down because you're putting yourself back into a parasympathetic response, what happens is you're in rest and digest and now you're starting to actually heal and now your subconscious mind can actually think and work on things on your behalf. That's how it works. When you go to sleep and you have a problem, your conscious mind shuts down and your, your subconscious mind takes over. But your subconscious mind also, when you're not paying attention, is always in the background solving little puzzles in your life. Right? That's why I give you an example how this works. How does this work? You ever said, what's that movie? What's the name of that movie? What's that? Ah, oh, man, it was on the tip of my tongue. 
Forget it. 15, 20 minutes later, got it. That you, 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 you activated your subconscious mind and gave it a task. It went to work and it started thinking about your mind, everything. It started doing all the research, a little probing through your short term, long term memory. Got the file. It, the movie name was, you know, Jerry Maguire, bomb. So that's why we say in tip 58 to Netflix and chillax. Because sometime unwinding is good, healthy for your mental health, right? Now, I have some news for everyone. When we wrote the Sober is Dope book, and this is an insider, the only people who actually listen to this full episode is going to get this. We're really excited to announce that we have a new book that we've been working on concurrently with the Sober is Dope book. So just so you guys know, the Sober is Dope book was supposed to be much bigger, but we decided to keep it at the size it was at. So we didn't put in all of the notes for the Pop Buchanan Tops 100. So we have another book called Sober 100 that's coming out where we're going to elaborate in great detail of all of the health benefits with references and all of the steps and tools on how to implement these 100 tools into your life. It is very comprehensive. That book is going to probably be double the size of the Sober's Dope book. That should be coming out within the next month or two. It should be like six months after this so i'm thinking maybe april may maybe we'll be dropping sober 100 maybe sooner i i'm just these books take about two three years for me to work on we've been working on sober 100 for about two years we've been working on sober as though for about three years three and a half four years i think we started four years ago started picking up around three i like to take my time with the books because i just want to add value to you guys but that's the exciting part we're gonna really elaborate because it, it, it does need some context to why i suggest these as my top 100 tools right now the exciting part is because it's a hundred tools you can imagine at any given day you could pick up the book and say well i feel off today is something maybe i could be doing to make my recovery a little bit better or to put things in some perspective for me so you go to the pop you can and top 100 tools for recovery healing and recovery and it puts in perspective all right let's pick another one today uh Number one, daily prayer. Have I been praying lately? Now, I'm sure if you don't believe in a God or a higher power, you can still pray. You could do a universal prayer. You could do all type of stuff. You could pray, you know, a general prayer. May um, life be restored for, me, restored for me. May I find happiness and abundance, stuff like that. But this give you a guide. It, re- it reminds you, Have I? am I lacking here? Is my prayer life tight? Right. And I don't know about you, but I pray every two seconds. I have like a walking prayer type relationship with God where I'm like, God, thank you, God, this, God, that, because I'm telling you, I done seen the devil. I done seen the darkness. I done seen God deliver me. I done heard God's voice. I done seen miracles. If I write all of the things that I've seen spiritually, I have irrefutable proof that there is a higher power in my life. And I, and that's serious. All right. I was born a dream like I, I'll put Disney and Marvel out of work compared to the stuff I see in my mind. So I'm blessed that way. And I was blessed to grow up in a household full of love and compassion and where God was a priority. So prayer, I understand it's important because what prayer does sometimes it takes you out of yourself and puts you into a different framework of reverence. And you have to acknowledge that you can't do everything on yourself. So when we go back to the steps and we say we were powerless over our addiction that means that there has to be a higher power that can help us with this. Because I'm power. I was powerless. I I sucked. Period. I don't suck now, but I sucked at controlling alcohol in my life because I was allergic and I needed help. I needed something that was stronger than the spirit of the alcohol and the drugs to snap me out of that derangement, like I like to say in the book. Right? I needed something. So. 
you know what makes I, I could give you an analogy. I don't know if you guys this is gonna kind of age me, but I don't know if you remember the first Transformers movie, the real Transformers cartoon. And they were saying to Optimus Prime, I think they gave Optimus Prime the all spark, but they were saying that you could only activate it in your darkest hour, right? And I always remember that. I was a kid when I saw that. And I remember my addiction. One of the things that I kind of subconsciously always played out was that scenario in my life. Like, there's, you know, if it ever comes to a point in my life where I'm at my darkest hour i could get on my knees and activate this all spark but in my reality that was me activating god or reaching out to god so when we was doing the sober story sober's dope book and i got down on my knees and i started praying it was kind of like me doing the optimist scene and saying now I, i'm totally done i'm gonna be pulverized and annihilated by my addiction i'm dying but i have one hell mary let me get on my knees and activate this all spark in my high in my dark darkest hour that's how i look at it and that's why i say daily prayer is something to really not sleep on don't sleep on it if you don't know how to pray or if you need prayers that's why they're they're in the sober is dope book because i wrote prayers like the forgiveness prayers the mental health prayers the 15 day devotional um the prayer affirmations the healing affirmations these are all things that you could use and say okay today i need a prayer to just help me get through or i need i need some words to help me get through right um all right so we're gonna go we're gonna pick two more and we're gonna wrap this episode up all right pop you can is top 100 Tools for healing and recovery. All right, all right. Let's go random. All right. Watch the movie The Secret. All right, so I don't know. I think all of us may have seen the movie The Secret, but this is what I love to do. A lot of the affirmations is rooted in the law of attraction and uh, um, the law of allowing. And it's also rooted in the um, placebo effect, the nocebo effect. It's also rooted in auto suggestion and stuff like that. Right. This is all brain hacks and stuff like that. But this is why I say watch the movie The Secret. Whenever you are in doubt. <laughs> all right. Trust me with this. This is a good little thing to do. Whenever you forget exactly what you desire in your life or how to identify it, you forget what to actually think about in a track, right? We get so caught up in lack of what's not going right. The money we don't have, the job that we don't like, the how the apartment that we hate, the neighbors that may be annoying, this that's not in alignment, my in-laws are this, and this is that, and my car needs to get fixed, and I, I have bills, and this bill's overdue. We we get caught so caught up in that that we forget to reverse it and to um to to speak into existence the things that we want not the things that we don't want because the more you focus on what you don't have the more you, of that you're gonna have you're gonna have more of what you don't have if you focus on more of what you was desiring or more of what you want your vibrational fre frequency is gonna be able to gravitate towards what you really desire and what you really want but why am i saying watch the movie the secret if you already saw it it's the greatest type of movie and thing to watch when you're depressed or sad and you just need a reset first of all you got lisa nichols you have um bob proctor you have all of the heavyweights up there just kicking it, breaking down the science of the mind, the science of the law of attraction. All of this stuff is beautiful stuff. This is one of those tips because it might be a day you might say, you know what? I picked up this book. I don't have nothing to do today. I'm down. I don't know what my plans are. You know what? Let me let me go on Tubi or Netflix or YouTube and watch the movie The Secret. It's something positive that you could do when in doubt, when you need a little reboot and a battery put back in your back. Give it a shot. I watch the movie Secret once a year, every year for my whole life. Probably two times. I might watch it again tonight. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the movie The Secret when I get off the phone because I need, I need that in my life again. Last pop one top 100 tools for um hold on for healing and recovery is 97 this is a big one 
Don't let the shame, guilt, and embarrassment of a relapse keep you off the wagon. Jump back on the wagon sooner than later. Go back to detox and AA slash NA. Now, pop 100 tools for healing and recovery. 97, don't let shame, guilt, and embarrassment of relapse keep you off the wagon. Jump back on the wagon sooner than later. Go back to detox and AANA. Sooner than later. This is us getting rid of the rock bottom concept. Once you in recovery, listen to me closely. Listen to me closely. If you part of the sober dope community, I understand that sometimes our addiction plays tricks on us and sometimes we slip. I don't like the word slip. That's one of the tools. That's one of the tips in there. A slip is not a relapse. A slip is a relapse, always case in point. You're never going to slide that one in with me. You have a drink, it is not a slip. It's a relapse. But it's no difference in the concept. We're not going to just try to create a secondary relapse or a pre-relapse no let's we don't we don't bullcrap ourselves on soap is dope that's one thing i won't do because i love you and i won't do it for myself if i had a sip of beer trigger warning god forgive never what happened don't want it to happen don't even want to put that in the ether but if it were to happen that's a relapse it's not a slip I don't get to just say I'm go I'm good now. It was, no, it was a relapse. You have to acknowledge it. You know, do you have to go back and count your days from one again? I don't always agree with that, but you could damn sure subtract a day if you take your butt back to detox that same day, or you go back to that AA knee and tell everyone, "Hey, I, I relapsed." Right? Just get back on the wagon sooner and later. Why? Because too many people die between rock bottoms. Say it again. Too many people die between rock bottoms. Okay. This is this is probably the most profound thing I could ever say on this podcast. If you're programmed to think that you have to destroy everything you built up in your recovery and break everyone's heart, including yourself, all over again because you're embarrassed and shameful and feel guilty uh, uh, because you relapse and you have to go another year or two of destroying your mind, body and spirit just to hit some rock bottom point where you can't walk, talk or do anything no more just to get back to recovery to say I'm back. That's the wrong programming to put in any human being's mind. It works before you get into recovery and you don't know any better, right? Oh, I like me, my sober's dope story. I relapsed a few times, didn't know nothing. I ain't know about AA. I didn't know about brain science. I ain't know about addiction. I knew nothing. I thought I was this anomaly who needed to drink, and for some reason I couldn't stop, and it was something wrong with me, which all was true, but I wasn't alone, and I was just simply allergic to it. I needed help and I needed to practice abstinence. But now that I know I can't go relapsing and play games for another year, I know better, right? This I'm going to go balls to the wall and just go out swinging and <clears throat> wait till I quit. No, you relapse. You wake up the next day, you feel like crap. Oh my, I made a mistake. I relapsed. I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to be honest about it, but I know what tools are available. I could go to detox. I could go here. I could go here. I could go here. I could go here. Get back on the wagon sooner than later. You heard it from Pop. You're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. And we're reading from the Sober is Dope book. This is an in-depth kind of like, let's breeze through the book and kind of have some fun. Wasn't that fun? I think I had fun. Now, if you could have that much fun with a few pages, imagine having a whole book. And this is something that you get to keep forever. It's yours. You have it. You can go in and out. It's always going to be something new in here. This is not one of those things you read and you throw on a bookshelf. You keep this with you. It's like a, your guide. This is the act. Remember 
hey, this is for my OGs and Sobers, though. Remember, I always talk about our Sobers Dope 2 belt, the toolkit, because we had, like, the Sobers Dope superpower, and we had that, remember that old um kind of episode where we had the Superman guy with the S on it for the Sober, and he was kind of like, and I was like, yo, we all Sober superheroes and activate your superhuman powers and all of that early stuff, and I always say our Sobers Dope 2 belt and our toolkit, the Sobers Dope book is here. This is our tool belt and toolkit. And this is what I want you to use in your life. If you're in recovery to maintain, if you're in addiction to snap you out that derangement, if you're sober curious and you want some tools to even level up your life, yo, these affirmations alone will help you level up your life. I mean, I wrote these things hand one by one and they literally hit. I'm telling you they hit. And then I had a I had them bless. Right? Two men of God blessed us. Shout out to Mark Froby, one of the most prolific Harvard um, attorneys out there, one of the most spiritual people I know, helped me edit this book, went through it with me, prayed over it. That man is one of the most brilliant men I know. Mark, I know you low-key. You don't like your name out there too much, but I love you. You like my dad. When my dad passed away, Mark sponsored me through high school. He put me through the Student Sponsor Partnership. He helped me to stay in Bishop Lachlan when we couldn't afford it, and I love Mark. Mark, and Mark was one of the people that always told me, Joe, you know, maybe you should think about going to AA and stuff. And I was like, what, AA? You know, I'm a young rapper. I'm like, hey, I'm out here partying. Get out of here. But, you know, he told me recently, he said, Joseph, you're like a son to me, right? And I am. And I love him daily, you know. And he said, Everything you did with your recovery is what I always wanted to do for you. I, I don't care if you didn't go to an Ivy League school. We didn't get you where we thought we was going to get you and all of that. He said, you are my, I'm, I'm so proud of you. You made me proud because you took, you struggled with something that was extremely difficult and you figure out a way to do it on your own. We know that I did it with God and he knows I did it with God. But he was like, you was in the wilderness. You went to this place. You did the whole thing for a year and you graduated. You did your recovery and you made you rebuilt your life and you're you're making a difference in the world. And that brings tears to me because Mark was one of the people I'm getting emotional. This is this is hip. Mark is one of those people who believed in me so much. It gave me so much and gave me the freedom to experiment with myself. And um, I always was ashamed and felt guilty that I didn't live up to his promise. And then with that, my dad died. And I was thinking about maybe I didn't live up to my dad's promise. So now I have these two father figures. Then I have my older brother who was a priest. And I'm like, well, damn, maybe I didn't live up to his promise. He's a road scholar and all of this. And then my mom I'm fighting with. And I'm like, maybe I didn't live up to that. And I was putting all that pressure on myself. And I was in only like 30, 31 years old, just got out of my 20s destroyed my whole life running through my 20s drinking and stuff in the midst of some success but then I hit this rock bottom and it was just drinking and despair and cuts and fighting and bruises and hospital stitches and staples and stabs I got stabbed all of these I mean I'm like a I'm a I'm a like a PTSD walking poster but Throughout all of that, I was able through my recovery to turn my life around in such a way where I'm proud of myself. And I couldn't imagine being a better version of myself, even if I never had an addiction. I'm proud of where I'm at today. I'm proud to be a published author. I'm proud to be a podcaster and helping people that I love and talking about and doing things that I love. I'm proud that my recovery allowed me to do music again and and to give my friends encouragement. I'm proud to be alive and I'm proud to be here to serve you. So if you're out there and you listen, I'm over a decade sober and I was the worst type of addict, meaning that I was at the highest threshold of addiction and allergy. I could not do anything but drink and smoke. It was no water. It was no food. It was no bath. It was nothing. It was just drink, drink, get up, go to sleep, drink, drink, get up, go. It was the darkest cycle of depression to the point where my dopamine receptors were so depleted. 
if I didn't have an alcoholic beverage, I would die. And that cycle repeated itself on repeat and spin cycles so many days for so many years until I totally just had to get on my knees and give my life to God and say, please help me because I'm done and I don't want to die. And I know better and I, I need help. And if you're there and if you ever been there, if there's a remote chance and that you're out there, I pray to you my whole life. This is that darkest moment. I'm activating that all spark, like that all spark, like Optimus Prime. This is my darkest moment. I got on my knees. I said, God, I'm done. I'm plum dying. The devil captured me. Please help me. Send my ancestors. Call my dad, my grandparents, my aunts, uncles, all the angels in heaven. If you're there, anybody, God, please. And it was like, hello. And that was the first day of the Sober's Dope story. I heard that voice hit my head and it changed my life so dramatically that I said, it's done. It's done. I heard something spoke to me and said, hello, get up and do X, Y, and Z and do, do this. And it was just as loud as you could imagine. It wasn't no faint voice. I always describe it like somebody putting a mic jack into my head and me hearing an external microphone and a, a being uh, a entity speaking to me saying, we got your message, get up and be healed, go forth and, and, and be healed. And don't just, just go keep your promise, man. So my girlfriend I was talking to today, she said, I told her, I said, you know what? The one thing I never want to play with on this planet is drinking because that's the one promise that I gave God that if he could deliver me and if he heard my prayer that day that I could be delivered from that miracle right there. That thing is the most realest thing that ever happened to me. That's realer than me being here as a human being that was born by Cheryl L. Buchanan. I heard a voice. That voice was loving. That voice said, done. It's you, everything you asked for has been granted. Get up and be whole. And I swear to you all that's listening, there are miracles that still exist. My name is Joseph Raymond Buchanan. My friends and family call me Pop Buchanan. I'm 0929-1979. Activate, activate. That's what I used to always say as a young guy. Activate, activate. Activate your birthday. Activate your numbers activate your soul activate your living being you can do this all right believe in yourself love yourself don't doubt yourself rescue yourself i catch you on the other side like it says in the soap is dope book is never too late to be amazing all right so Go out there, get the Sober is Dope book. Don't forget to leave a review for the Sober is Dope podcast. If you want to donate towards the Sober is Dope book, we part of the proceeds go to different charities that we run on Instagram. Um, if you don't want to get the book, support the charities on Instagram. We're doing um, the Mental Health Foundation, Samaritans, Wake Up Carolina. We discontinued the Isle of Non because there was some issues there with their members and our, so we just discontinued that. But we also have the, um, we're doing, um, uh, what's the other one? What's the other one? The Mental Health Foundation. All right. So these are the, oh, the Boris Henson Foundation from Taraji P. Henson for, um, black kids in poor neighborhoods to get mental health services in schools. So we're really passionate about that. So support the, um, go to sober at sober's dope on, um, Instagram. Join the party. Thank you for the 40,000 followers. That means we have 37 new 37,000 new followers in 30 days and we sold 500 copies of our book which is a milestone for us because that's 500 people that's out there holding the sober is dope book and creating change sharing it passing it around and we're here to do god's work and good work you're listening to sober is dope once again i'm pop buchanan your humble host i love you all peace